Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This will be for John chapter 19 and Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23. We've been uh, reading about the scourging last time. Uh, This time will be about the crucifixion. In Matthew verse 31, it says, And after that they mocked him, they took the robe off him, from off him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear his cross. Uh, In Mark, it says the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross. The cross cross born was most likely the cross piece, not the entire cross, usually made from olive wood, which was very dense and heavy. Elder Talmadge said, From Mark's statement that Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus, we infer that the two sons were known to the evangelists' readers as members of the early church, and there is some indication that the household of Simon the Cyrenian came to to be numbered with the believers. And that was by Talmadge. Or I said that, didn't I? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, in Mark or in Luke verse 27 it says and there followed him a great company of people and of women who also bewailed and lamented him but Jesus turned unto them and said daughters of Jerusalem weep not for me but weep for yourselves and for your children for behold the days are coming in the which they shall say blessed are the barren and the wombs which never bear and the paps which never gave suck then shall they begin to say to the mountains fall on us and to the hills cover us for if these things are done in, a, in the green tree, what shall be done in, a, in the dry? This he spake, signifying the scattering of Israel and the desolation of the heathen, or in other words, the Gentiles. He's talking about the destruction of Jerusalem here. Uh, back to John, verse 17. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, or a place of burial, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Just as Jesus was fastened in the sure place, so when we make solemn covenants, make sure we are also fastened in the sure place, so that our covenants do not come undone. The soldiers drove spikes into his hands, and then fearing that the weight of his body would tear through the flesh of the hands, they, they placed spikes through, the, through his wrists also. This is what Isaiah meant when he said, And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. John 19 verse 18 where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. Jesus uh, was not crucified on a hill, but most likely on a well-traveled road where many people would see it. In Luke 23, it says, And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And this is about 9 a.m. Uh, this is the what they call the third hour or 9 a.m. They gave him, in, in Matthew 27, uh, it says in verse 34, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted the vinegar, he would not drink. And then continuing verse 38, then there, then were the, there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said he, would, he was numbered with the transgressors. And then back to John, it says in, in verse 19, And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. 
And this title then this title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priests to the Jews to Pilate or the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate write not the king of the Jews but that he said I am king of the Jews. But Pilate answered what I have written I have written. In Luke it says then said Jesus father forgive them for they know not what they do meaning the soldiers who crucified him. And then back to John. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. The person crucified was stripped naked of his clothing, with which then became the property of the four guards accompanying the body. Jewish men wore five articles of clothing, a headdress, shoes, an inner garment, an outer garment, and a girdle. In Psalms it says, They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And the people stood beholding, and sitting down they watched him there. And they that passed by reviled, this is in Matthew, reviled him wagging their heads and saying, Thou hast destroyed the temple and buildest it again in three days. Save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will, deliver, we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will save him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And then in, in uh, continuing in Matthew, one of the thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. But the, and said in, in Mark it says, And they that were crucified with him reviled him. Of them who was crucified with him reviled him also, saying, If thou art the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art under the same condemnation? And this man is just, and hath not sinned. And he cried unto the Lord that he would save him. Then back to Luke it says, And, he, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto, the, unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Or, this day thou shalt be with me in the world of spirits. There you can learn of me in my gospel. There you can begin to work out your salvation with fear and trembling before me. And that was by Elder McConkie. We know that uh, those that uh, have not made covenants and kept their covenants will not be in paradise after death, but they will be in spirit prison. And that's where the, the thief is going after uh, his death. But Jesus will send messengers into the spirit world to teach him. Back to John, verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, meaning John, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her into his own home. The woman present the women present were Mary, his mother, Salome, his, her sister, and wife of Zebedee, and the mother of James and John, cousins of Jesus. Mary, the wife of Cleopas, or Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. In Matthew, it says, Now the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour, and that's from noon to three o'clock in the afternoon. 
There were earthquakes and tempests for three hours in America. Could it be that this was the period of, the, of his greatest trial, or that during it the agonies of Gethsemane recurred and even intensified? And that's by Elder McConkie. In, in Luke it says, It was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour, and the sun was darkened. And again, that's from noon to three in the afternoon that it was dark. It seems that in addition to the fearful suffering incident to crucifixion, the agony of Gethsemane had recurred, intensified beyond human power to endure, and that was by Talmage. All of the suffering in Gethsemane recurred during the final three hours on the cross, the hours when darkness covered the land. And again, that's by Elder McConkie. Back to Matthew, it says, In about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? How utterly devastating the withdrawal of that influence must have been to one so accustomed to it. Now the Savior was alone. The agonies of Gethsemane had returned. And that was by Elder McConkie. Remember that when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane, he went there alone. In other words, the Spirit did not go with him. And there he received all of, all of the buffetings of Satan. Uh, and so he still does not have the Holy Ghost with him as he's going through this ordeal. He has to do this on his own. Back to Matthew, verse 47. Some of them that stood there when they heard him said, This man calleth for Elias. And then back to John. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. In Matthew it says, And straightway one of them ran, ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave to him to drink. The rest said, Let him, let, let him be. Let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Now there was a vessel full of vinegar mingled with gall. This is back to John verse 29. And they filled a sponge with it and put it put upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. In, Mar in Matthew, it says, Jesus, when he had cried aloud with a loud voice, saying, Father, it is finished, thy will is done, yielded up the ghost. In Mark, it says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And in Luke, it says, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. These mortals were sad at Jesus' death, but there was much rejoicing and gladness to those spirits of the just who had been faithful in the testimony of Jesus because the day of their deliverance was at hand. Were we also witnesses of his death? I believe that we did not hold our peace. Every righteous eye in the universe must have been on Gethsemane and Golgotha. Every voice in heaven must have been raised. And that was by Ted Gibbons. The Spirit returned to him. In other words, the Holy Ghost comes back to Jesus as he's on the, on the cross and bore witness that he had completed the atonement. Lucifer, since his banishment from heaven, had now heard words to cause such terror. Back to Matthew, verse 51, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And that's symbolic of that we are now able to return back to God through Jesus. The veil was 60 feet long, 30 feet wide, of the thickness of the palm of the hand and wrought in 72 squares. It was so heavy it took hundreds of priests to manipulate it. It was the hand of God that rent it. And that's by Elder McConkie. Back to Matthew, verse 54. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching, Jesus heard the earthquake and saw those things which were done. They feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him for his, bur for his burial, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph the mother of Zebedee's children. 
And in Mark, it's, or in Luke, it says, And all the people who came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breasts and returned. And all his acquaintance and the women who followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things. And then back to John, verse 31, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was in high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he, see, that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture might be, should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. The physical cause of death was a ruptured heart. He died of a broken heart. And that's by Elder Talmadge in Jesus the Christ. Verse 38 of John, And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews. Joseph was a member of the Sanhedrin, and Joseph may have been Jesus' great uncle. Only next of kin were allowed to take the deceased body. So it's possible that Joseph was actually Mary's uncle. Uh, in, Mar in Luke it says, The same day had not consented to the counsel and deed of them, a man of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. Uh, back to John, besought jo be, uh, that Joseph besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. In Mark it says, And Pilate marveled and asked if he was already dead, and calling the centurion he asked him if he had been any while dead, and when he knew it of the centurion he gave the body to Joseph. And then back to John, he came therefore and took the body of Jesus, and there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about an hundred pound weight. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with the spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulcher, wherein was never yet man laid. There there laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. And we think that that belonged to Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, back, to, uh, uh, back to Matthew, and laid it in his, own new in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. And the women, this is in Luke, and the women also who came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulcher and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Verse 62 of Matthew. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the, that, that deceiver said, While he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead. So the last imposture will be worse than the first. The word imposture is an act of, um, of concealment or an act of deception. Verse 65, Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as ye can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. So now that's the end of the chapter, and we will see you next time. Bye.